Hey, and welcome to Coaching the Coach. I'm your host, Pete Townley, for the Upstate Performance Project. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining in today. We are going to be talking about some, some trends that we want to see go away after this whole quarantine, but also what we want to see in place of that. So again, I don't want to ever leave you hanging on things that we want to change and not give you some hope and some ideas on how to do that. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, I'm excited about it. I hope you guys are. Now, let's just kind of set the stage here a little bit. Um, first and foremost, some of these trends are not just trends we've seen recently, but you know, since a lot of us have been at home and haven't been um, in the gym as often, a lot of the home workouts that every trainer and fitness influencer has put out are just flooded with some things that are, well, let's be honest, pretty annoying. Now, all good, and I would never begrudge anybody for putting out content uh, trying to trying to do their thing, trying to make something, uh, make a name for themselves. That's great. So I'm not going to be knocking these people. I'm not going to be saying they should. They don't know what they're doing. They shouldn't be doing this. I'm going to say, hey, listen to this. If you do these things, stop, and then do try to do some of these things that I'm going to tell you. Now I am not a social media expert. You can tell by how many followers I have, or I guess you could say don't have uh, in comparison to some of these influencers. Um, I also don't show my butt every 20 minutes either. So uh, that's that's that, you know. Uh. But again, my goal has never been to, you know, just get followers. I want to put out the content I want to put out. And uh, yeah, marketing it better is always a good thing. But I always have believed in organic growth and word of mouth and I know that's a lot slower than what most people want to go um, but if you want something done right you know you got to put in the time and it's 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 just like our training we're not going to get to a 600 pound deadlift or in Thor's case a thousand pound deadlift um, uh, over a thousand pound deadlift um, in uh, six months you know, it's going to take years to build it organically. And again, that's not sexy. That's not cool. I get that. I understand that. But I want you guys to understand that um, there's a shelf life for some of these things. So my core audience, you guys who are listening, are not the social media influencers. Because they don't care enough to want to change for the long term. They want to do what's hot and trendy right now and capitalize on that. And that's fine. Again... I'm not knocking that. I'm not saying no one should do that. All I'm saying is the people that are listening to this and taking away from, from this, something away from this, are, are you guys that are trying to train and trying to make personal training, strength and conditioning, massage therapy, all you know, your 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 craft, your career for life. So we've talked about how to change our our clients' lives by programming the right thing for their lifestyle to get them to change for their lifestyle, not just a quick fix, right? So our growth and I, you know, should be no different. And again, it doesn't mean it has to be slow. If it blows up, that's great. 
And do I employ certain marketing techniques? Yes. And do they work? For the most part. But right now, you know, we control how fast we grow by, you know, what kind of ads we put out there and how much content we're putting out there and, and that sort of thing. So, again, getting back to this uh, topic at hand today, I don't want to talk a whole lot about, you know, oh, you should never do this or this is terrible or whatever. I'm going to say a lot of these things have been done for years, not just now. But a lot of people are paying attention, I think, more now because everyone's trying to figure out different ways to do body weight exercises, different ways to get a workout in at home because things get a little boring and stale. And so that's where unique and, you know, content comes in. And some of these things are, again, happening now because of the quarantine. But some of these have been around for a long time. And I'm going to go through a few of them. In fact, I'm going to give you five that I think five trends that we've seen in in the social media uh, fitness world that need to go away uh, and there's way more than five but these are the ones that just get me the ones that just I as soon as I see I'm out right I'm, I'm, I'm out I don't want to uh, give this person any more time even if I think they probably do know better um, and I'm gonna give you some examples I'm not going to pick on anyone uh, negatively here, but I do have a, a couple people I want to promote. Uh, I don't know these people at all, just profiles I've seen that I think are pretty legit. All right, got my sparkling water. So, thing number one. Now, this this is this is a pet peeve of mine that goes way back, way back, 20 plus years. I understand that when we're looking at the abs when we're trying to train our abdominal muscles you know there are you have your internal and external obliques rectus abdominis and transverse abdominis okay and they all can be trained differently you can target each one of them and that's great I think you should no problem there but you can't break it down into lower abs and upper abs that there's no such thing your rectus abdominis is one muscle now, I get it. I'm getting into semantics here. This one may be the most nitpicky of all of them. However, I do think what I'm trying to convey, and you'll see this in my list of things that you should be doing, um, authenticity and showing your expertise is a big, big plus. And it may not be as sexy as, oh, hit this for the lower abs, hit this for the upper abs. And I've seen some credible people do this and fall fall victim to this, but if you see a trainer that's talking about exercises specifically for the lower abs, um, ask them where are your lower abs. You know, and they'll point. Oh, this down here. You know, oh that I thought that was the rectus abdominis. Oh yeah, it is. Well, I thought that was up here too. Oh yeah, it is. So it's one muscle. Okay. So again, <laughs> I know I'm being very nitpicky here, but let's think about credibility and let's think about what it is you what kind of message you want to put out there now are most people going to know this no and are most people going to care whether you say rectus abdominis or lower abs upper abs or whatever probably not and so i know i'm kind of shooting myself in the foot on this first point but i do think the more consistent you are with giving the right correct information anatomically correct information uh, the more credible you'll look in the long run and you won't ever be lumped into a category of a certain type of trainer or fitness individual that 
you don't want to be. All right, so there are no upper and lower abs. You just have rectus abdominis, transverse, and the obliques, internal and external. Okay, so if you see that and you and, and someone's touting that, again, call them out on it. Not not to be a jerk, but to you know maybe say, hey, I don't understand. I thought everything was. I thought it was the rectus abdominis was one muscle. Uh, and can you isolate a half of a muscle? I mean, a biceps, you could do something that hits the short head versus the long head, potentially, but it's all activated. You can do things that initiate or you feel a little bit more on the lower half of your rectus abdominis, but the entire rectus abdominis would be working that whole time. So anyways, I know that's kind of nitpicky. All right, now the next thing that needs to go away, it needs to go away fast, is the, um, the trend of... And this this next one is actually these next three actually kind of all fall into a similar um, type of trainer. This this goes to the influence here here. Okay, I don't see too many actual trainers trainers that are training people in person uh, and trying to have an online presence doing this. Um, and that's actually going to be another point of mine. Uh, but that's uh, something I'll talk about later. Um, when, when you talk about, you know, the, your post and what, how you set up your post, the first thing is tag a friend, save this workout and tag a friend. Okay. Again, nothing wrong with that. You're trying to, you know, if you tag a friend, you're creating interaction, you're creating engagement. When you create engagement, uh, Instagram pushes your profile to people's, um, uh, you know, explore tabs, uh, and, and they show up on the feed, uh, more often. And that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Um, but it's like, save this workout and, you know, tag a friend to do it later with. Okay. That will be fine. If the friend is needing this or on the same page, you know, trying to work on the same thing. Um, and then that, that's kind of the overarching theme here for the next two or three. But the one thing that I have seen in these, you know, save this workout for later type posts um, that needs to stop is try this hit workout, this hit routine. Hit is high intensity interval training, and I love hit style training. We we incorporate a lot of that. In fact, when we talk about short intense exercises as a is the type of exercise that we choose to program here at Upstate Performance Project. SIE or, or short intense exercise is an umbrella term that incorporates HIT style training. It incorporates CrossFit. It incorporates weightlifting, powerlifting, you know, all of these things. Um, but it HIT training would imply that the intensity is high and that there is some sort of interval to it. Okay. So what we see a lot of is you'll see the, on the first slide, it's a person doing, say, speed skater jumps going very slowly. They're jumping, they're kind of hopping. They're not really power explosive moving to the next side. Now, granted, everyone's got to start somewhere. And if they say, hey, here's an easy way to get into a hit style routine, that would be different. But that's not what we're saying. We're saying, hey, try this hit routine. And then they're softly, slowly hopping about a foot or two side to side in kind of a speed skater motion, very slowly, Nice and controlled. I'm kind of bobbing my head back and forth as I'm doing this right now. Um, and then and then you see 
then you go to the next slide and it's a completely different exercise. Let's say, um, oh, a glute bridge on the ground with bands around the knees. And then the next one you see is, um, you know, like a, a uh, they're bent over with a reverse fly with the bands. Okay, all, all of these exercises are fine exercises. And all of them could be put into some sort of high intensity interval circuit. But then you, you read the thing, it says four sets of 10 of this, three sets of 10 of that, two sets of 12 of this, whatever. And the point is that's neither high intensity nor an interval. So know what you're talking about. If you're gonna put out a high intensity interval training post, make sure the intensity is high. Make sure there is an interval. Like do this for 20 seconds, take a 10 second break. 20 seconds, 10, like a Tabata style interval. Or one minute on, 30 seconds off, or whatever the interval may be. Um, but three sets of 10 of one exercise, then moving to the next one is not interval training. And by some of the types of movements they're doing is not high intensity. Uh, an example might be high knees, uh, mountain climbers, kettlebell swings, you, all of those movements would be relatively high intensity if, if you're moving pretty quickly. You could do the speed skaters. You could do the glute bridges. Um, I don't know how high intensity you, you would want to do those necessarily, but the point being, unless you're loading it with a heavy weight, um, but there are so many of these. Try these hit style routine. And it's a tag word, it gets people's attention, um, but it's neither a hit or a high intensity or an interval. So uh, that's something that needs to change, needs to go away. So if you are doing that, go back and look at your post. If you have posted high intensity interval training, make sure it, the intensity is high and make sure there is an actual interval to follow. Otherwise, it's not hit, period. All right. This next trend, this is probably more just a pet peeve again, but I think, again, all of these fall into the category of let's boost credibility, not just my likes, not just my social standing in the fitness world, but cr my credibility. There's two different things, right? Um, like the word infamous and famous. If you're famous, it's generally meaning you've done something well. If you're infamous, it means maybe you're famous for something that you're not, you know, it's rather dubious, okay? Um, so there is a general trend on all these posts now to like you, you turn on the post and you see a little dance. You know, like the first slide is, is someone just dancing. As to say, oh, oops, I was just caught in a real candid moment here. Oh, silly me, I just kind of dance in between sets. And, and you know what? You might do that. There might be a lot of that in the gym. But when it's staged like that, it's it's not saying, hey, I'm relatable. Hey, I'm just like you. I goof around. I can be goofy. And because I'm not saying that the training has to be super serious and super focused all the time. But I am saying if you're goofing around or, you know, just kind of, um, uh, oh, what's the, what's the word? If you're just kind of, you know, you turn on the camera and then do like a little booty shake and a little dance here and there or whatever. It, it That's not candid because you're set up in front of the camera doing it. If you're not looking and it's in between and the camera kept rolling and you and you were dancing and the music in between sets while talking to someone, that's a candid moment. That's kind of funny. Put that in your post. But a staged one is, is not. And when every fitness influencer is doing it, 
it doesn't set yourself apart. See what I'm saying? You Again, the first person that did it, okay, kudos. You, you were clever. You, you put something out there. Then everyone copies you, which is flattery to you, okay? But that first person who did it is now no longer doing it. They're doing something else. And yet everyone else continues to do this. So be original, A. But if you notice everyone doing it, you've got to stick out somehow. And show a real candid moment, not a staged candid moment. Because that's kind of an oxymoron, right? It can't be candid if it's staged. Okay, moving on. Same, similar principles. These are all in the same kind of posts. Um, is the pointing out of body parts. Okay, we're going to work on our glutes today. And then the first slide is someone, you know, showing their, their nice glutes, pointing at them. Oh, that's where my glutes are. Again, yes, maybe not everyone knows where glutes are or hamstrings, and, and I know we can't take that for granted, and you have to um, do something like that, but I, I think there's a better way to do it, especially when we go into my next point, which is having a 90-10 glute to total body ratio in terms of your pose. Not every workout has to be a glute workout. I'm not against glute workouts. I'm not against glutes. <laughs> but again, when you start looking at general trends and every influencer, every uh, online trainer is trying to put out the same kind of content, it starts to get watered down. And when everyone starts to dance around on the first slide and then start pointing, okay, we're working glutes today. Here they are. Or I'm working quads today. Here they are. And they're pointing. Here they are. Here's my, here are my quads. Again, you could do that in a little bit better way. You can say today, you know, in the, in the thing, we're working the quads. The quads are the muscles that, you know, uh, originate on the hips and uh, attach, you know, on the tibia, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, that may be a little bit more, you know, reading or a little bit more worry than you might want to be. Um, but I think most people are going to understand, you know, uh, you could even put, you know, leg routine uh, so we understand or... Uh, exercises for the glute and then in parentheses you know rear end or something some other kind of reference rather than just standing in point and again i understand why they're doing it don't get me wrong i'm not this the point is not lost on me right they're trying to draw you in and say oh man look at those glutes i want to do this workout and get glutes like that i get it i understand it okay i understand the marketing and i understand the the uh the likes that a lot of people are going to get just because of the picture so that needs to stop as well because it's not giving you credibility. If, if you have to show off your, your butt uh, to get people to like your page, then you've got problems. You've got problems with your content and you've got problems with the message you're trying to send. Look, I want my glutes to look good, right? I know Chelsea wants her glutes to look good, but they're going to, based on the exercises that we choose, and you can just trust us. You, we don't have to put it on the page. And, and again, <laughs> it's not to say that working the glutes or doing a glute-focused workout is a bad idea. It's just not necessarily, um, you know, it doesn't have to be, like I said, the 9 to 10 uh, split uh, butt to total body ratio of posts. Um, and that, you know, that, that leads me to the next point is when we do see all these posts, um, it is uh, a 
another pet peeve of mine that we talk about toning the muscle. I want to tone up. Do this one to tone your biceps or tone your glutes, tone whatever. Tone is just the, the quality of the muscle, just the physical state of the muscle. Tone. You know, there's a tone to it. Is it taut? Is it loose? Is it is it doughy? Um, so that's very generic or very generalized term or explanation. But uh, to tone it, basically what they mean is to make the muscle look better, which is a reduction in body fat around that muscle as well as building that muscle. So we need to say, stop saying, I've got to tone up. Um, and again, if trainers are saying that, then they haven't been taught properly. And, you know, you don't have to call them out on it. You don't have to, you know, hey, there's no such thing as toning. But you should, you know, that should be an eye-opener. And again, I'm, I'm speaking to you if you guys are actually doing this. If you have done these in some of your posts, go, go edit it now. Go clean it up because it will reflect poorly on you. Because there are people that see that and they're like, oh, they might even understand what is toning. And then they go look it up and they realize, oh, well, that's not really a thing. I don't really tone my muscles. So again, most people understand what you mean. And so I know, I know I'm being nitpicky here and it's kind of a gripe, but I'm trying to help you guys let your expertise come through. Because a lot of you guys that I've talked to have, and, and, and that I've worked with, have really good education and understand it and know what you're doing but are following trends that are making or underscoring your, um, your level of education and or your level of expertise. And it's our goal to help you get there. That's all. So again, there's no such thing as lower abs. It's all one ab muscle, the rectus abdominis. Uh, if you're gonna post a hit routine, make sure it's high intensity and an interval. Um, you got to quit the dancing and the pointing out your body parts. Okay, got to do that. Um, th those are those are um, trends that again were clever at first, but now everyone's doing them. You you, you got to move on. You got to find something that's going to set you apart. Uh, because if you keep doing it, it's just going to make you look behind the eight ball right now. Right? You're you're not you're you're a follower, not a leader, and that's not what we want to be. Right? We don't train people uh, to move laterally we train people to move up right that's what our tagline is wake up work up move up and again the the nine, 90 to 10 split that's uh, of course very exact exact uh, ratios that I have calculated in my in my thorough investigation uh, the butt to total body workout plan and, and let, let me go one step a little deeper on that before I go into the things you need to be doing it's if you're going to put workouts out, there needs to be some sort of uh, rhyme or reason to them. In other words, if you're like, oh, this is a great glute routine, okay, and that you posted that on Monday, then on Thursday, it's glute day again. Okay, fine, fine. You really want to work your glutes? What's the progression? What's the the? And I'm going to get to that in a minute. But what's the what's the? You know, are you just putting out random workouts? And, you know, and, and so if people follow your page, they're just doing a random workout here, a random workout there. So there needs to be some kind of structure and order. But again, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, so a little bit more diversity in your profile. How's that in terms of what kind of workouts you're offering? Um, and then, you know, don't say toning, sculpting. Okay. 
total body sculpt. I've heard that before. We're, we're strengthening, we're building muscle, we're cutting body fat, okay? Trimming fat, whatever you want to call it. Decreasing uh, body fat percentage. A lot of different ways uh, to say what people are meaning when they say tone, okay? They're just using the word incorrectly. And again, it, it, it leads to your credibility or lack thereof. So what do we do? So I mentioned progression. Your workouts need to have some sort of progression. Now I would assume, and this is gonna tie into another point that I, I won't I won't get ahead of myself, but I would assume that a lot of the influencers out there are doing an actual some sort of progression or they have some sort of routine that they follow that they're not just necessarily doing all these random routines. And maybe they are. Okay. But if they are, their progress will slow down and or regress at some point because you can't just keep doing that. Random programming will get you random results and people want to progress. People need to progress and your programs need to reflect that. So if you're going to put out, if you're going to be a social media influencer and that's what you want to do, again, I'm all for it. I'm not asking people to stop doing this. I'm not asking people to uh, quit be, trying to be an influencer. Okay, be an influencer, but let's let's help you do it the right way. Put out a progression. Put out a um, a line of thinking and a a direct line of okay. Monday I put out a glute routine. Wednesday I'm putting out a low back and ab routine. Thursday or Wednesday I'm putting out a chest and back routine. So there is something that is logical in sequence. Okay, I'm gonna work these body parts in this certain area. Then next week, okay, I'm working the same things. It's Monday, that means it's another glute day. Here's how I'm gonna progress what I did last week. I built on, I did this last week. Here's how I'm gonna make this even better. As opposed to just a completely different one because again, if you scroll through some of these pages, you're gonna see that they've done the same thing a 100 times. You know, oh, it's glute day and it was banded glute bridges or single leg banded glute bridges, or frog kicks, donkey kicks, and then three months later, it's glute day, same workout, or at least two or three of those same exercises. And that's fine, you should be repeating the exercises for sure, but um, there was no progression. It's not like I was using the, the yellow light band and now I'm using the gold you know, super heavy band because my glutes are crazy strong right now because I have eight glute days a week. Um, but the point is, have some sort of logical progression and people will look at that and if they are following you, you can have all those visuals, right? You can show your glutes off if you want to. You can uh, you know, have some dancing in there, make it not candid, or make it candid, not, not candid. Um, you can do those things to grab people's attention, but then if your substance is good too, well, holy cow, now you're hitting a home run. Now you're elevating yourself. Um, let me give you a quick example. There's a there's a girl out there, and I, I may butcher her name, so uh, please don't don't you know rake me over the coals for this one. I, I, her first name's Katie. I don't know if it's Sonier, Sonier, um, Sonier. I, don't, I really don't know how you pronounce it. I can't even remember how to spell it off the top of my head. I just know I've seen her post pop up in my feed a lot. Now there are times where she is showing off her backside, um, but not in a gratuitous way necessarily it's not just like oh here's my butt look at it uh, or when when the shot may seem a little bit gratuitous the actual progression and the actual workouts if you read her content and if you look at some of the things she's doing 
they're actually she's a good strength coach she's she's helping people now maybe you know geared towards legs or or whatever but she does a lot her exercise selection is good she does a lot of good exercises uh, has good form for the most part i think and and isn't just doing you know the basic stuff and she trains people in person and i'm going to come back to that in a minute but um she's trying to be a social media influencer trying to influence online but she also has an in-person uh following as well and i think that is uh, going to be a key and i'll talk more about that later but again got to be some sort of progression to your post got to be some sort of logical explanation and that leads me into um uh showing the stuff that you actually do in your post right so again going back to this this katie uh, uh lady katie lady um she i get a sense that everything she posts she does she's not trying to get likes she's not trying to do, use camera angles and everything just for you know the visuals she's doing this stuff and she's putting in the work and she's lifting heavyweights and she'll even tell you her stats i think she's pretty tall and you know she's not uh she's very slim very very fit um i don't know what her weight is but um it's not a, a, a toothpick runway model you know she's got muscle she's got curves but the point i'm trying to make is she is doing what she says she's doing uh we'll use a better uh example here better only because it's it's very um uh, close to home, Chelsea. Um, Chelsea puts out um, some content on her page. She has a training page, CW Performance, CW underscore Performance. Uh, performance. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then as well as well as her regular um, individual page, where she posts a lot of workout motivation and you know pictures of her working out. Um, and Although she's not trying to, you know, play up the sex appeal necessarily, there might be a picture of her where she's got abs. You can see her abs prominently displayed, or even her legs or her glutes. But the workout she's doing, squats, cleans, deadlifts, bench press, uh, running, sleds, rope climbing, all the things that you see in, in her posts are not just like, oh, cool, look, this person's doing that to get likes. These are things that she actually does in her strength routine. So that's the the um the point i'm trying to make in terms of if you're going to put stuff out there make sure it is the routine that you're doing because that's going to be you're going to be seen as more authentic that way people are going to take you more seriously that way um, and they're liable to see look scroll back and see a, an actual progression of you oh this is what she looked like six months ago or two years ago and this is what she looks like now and this is what she's been doing oh okay so it is going to take me about a year, two years to get there, but dang, she looks good. Okay, that's going to do that. You know, that's going to give you a lot more credibility. So showing that progression, showing the stuff that you actually do. Now, maybe some of these influencers are actually just doing, you know, banded glute bridges all day long with no progression and donkey kicks out the wazoo. But at some point that will fail to work, right? There has to be some sort of progression to it. Okay. Um, the next thing I think you need to do is show us in your content how you learn this stuff. How do you know that this stuff works? How do you know uh, what what is going to work? Now, uh, this, there's a there's a a real slippery slope here, and let me let me say what I mean. For example, let's look at me. Um, I could sit here and tell you, you know, I'm not the biggest and strongest. I haven't put up crazy huge numbers. 
Um, I'm not incredibly lean. Um, I'm very healthy. I'm a very healthy body fat percent right now. Probably about 13 or so. Um, but the point I'm making is if you have listened to any of my posts, any of the podcasts, you've heard me talk about, I learned this from this mentor. I've learned this for that mentor. This person learned it from there. This person learned it from there. Or, and again, not trying to say that a master's degree and, and almost an ABD, uh, uh, on my, on my, uh, uh, dissertation or my, my PhD, almost done, not quite. Um, those things definitely, I think, should speak to the fact that I'm educated in this, but that doesn't mean I, I know what I'm doing. That doesn't mean I'm a great coach, um, but 20 plus years experience helps. And having won multiple conference championships with teams I worked with at the university level, having several athletes go from high school into the college ranks, training people who are at their pro level, you know. Again, all of these things should, should speak to my resume that, okay, this guy probably knows what he's doing. But more importantly, it's not just like, okay, I can land an athlete. Like, for example, I, I trained an athlete last year, a pro pro baseball player. I won't, I won't mention names. He's a great dude, um, super hard worker. But he came to me already crazy in good shape. And he came to me already, you know, very strong. He just wanted a... Uh, someone to write the workouts for him to keep him strong to keep him in shape in the offseason so I did that and I was able to maintain his level of fitness and, and you know increase his strength a little bit you know and he was also working on baseball skills he was also doing some some other uh, kind of um, balance and coordination agility type stuff at another place and I was working on basic strength and so you know he had a team of people working with him but I didn't get him there right he was already a six seven eight year pro vet when I met him so I can claim I've trained yeah pro baseball player well yeah I have I've trained more than one he's not the only one but I can also say and this is what I mean I have taken people who were high school athletes got them to college and then seen them go on to become a pro or train them at the collegiate level and then they've gotten to the pro ranks so I can definitely say that my work has gotten those people to that level now again this is the most you'll ever hear me toot my own horn okay so i'm off that now but my point is i'm trying to make is that just because the letters behind my name doesn't guarantee that i know what i'm doing uh cue the woke coaches out there there's a lot of these coaches that i talked about in the last podcast that are have their phds completed so further more education than i do um that are still trying to just be you know set themselves apart by you know, upping that risk reward ratio or playing with that risk reward ratio and not really getting a solid um, progression, solid program, just trying to be flashy. That's really it. So, but they're not telling me how they know that stuff. If I want to look, how did you get to know this? What? Well, I'm a PhD. Okay, well, that's great. But but where did you learn this? What what kind of field testing? Oh, read this article. Read this article. Read this article. And the article is just an article. It's not a research article. And then, then the research articles that are posted in there, it's you know, it's, you kind of get a watered down version the further you de- uh, dig into this. And so, again, it's not necessarily um, have you taken these pro athletes that you're training with, taken them from nobody to somebody. Have you taken them from uh, a bench player to an all-star directly to, from your training? Those are the kind of things I want to see. 
Those are the kind of things that if you have done in your career, you need to be highlighting those things more than just what your glutes look like and more than just what, you know, kind of fancy um, uh, slide presentation on your Instagram that you can put together. Those aren't bad. Again, don't hear me as saying you should never do those. I'm just saying, if you have all that stuff, have the substance to back it up and let us know somewhere. So again, you don't see me do this on every page, but if people say, well, who is this guy? And they go and they click on my about tab on our website, they're gonna read all about me and Chelsea. They're gonna know exactly where we came up, how we came up, what we know, where we learned it, and what we've done with it. So that's really what the point I'm trying to make. So in your posts, you don't have to sit there and brag about your degrees all the time. You don't have to sit there and, and talk about um, all of those kind of things, but you should, I do think you should, um, put in some sort of um, talk about, um, you know, I learned this here, or I, I picked this up from this person who's been doing this for 20 years and had these, these results and have worked with these people. So there's some kind of chain of knowledge, right? Because none of us invented this stuff. So where did you learn it? And how, how are you applying that? That is gonna build your credibility and that's gonna get people to notice you. Um, again, this goes back to the whole candid thing. I, I have nothing against candid shots. You know, we do use a lot of them in the, in the new YouTube series that we're doing. But a lot of it is, it's gotta be natural. It can't be forced. It can't, you know, show yourself. Show who you really are. If you're a big goober, show that you're a big goober. Um, spoiler alert, Chelsea's a big goober. Of course, I love her to death, but <laughs> you know, she is super serious when she's with her clients and most, most of her clients don't know that she's kind of goofy, right? And she'd probably be killing me if she knew I was talking about this, but let's be real, she's not gonna listen to this. <laughs> Shout out to Chelsea. Um, love her to death but when she gets to know someone she she really lets her guard down and she's so much fun she is uh, really really funny a lot of people don't know that about her so trying to get her to do that on her instagram is showing that side that's not natural for her to do that in front of a camera so if she were to do it it would kind of be promoted or, or um, contrived and it wouldn't work well so she doesn't do that now, as she maybe gets more comfortable, maybe that side will come out on, on video or whatever. Uh, and you've seen it a little bit in the YouTube, more so than you would if you've seen her in person and more so than if you've watched any of her Instagram stuff. But that's the kind of stuff that's gonna say, oh, she's she's real, she, she does cut loose, she's not always super serious. Um, and that's what you wanna be able to show, is show who you are. If you are goofy and you dance around all the time, don't show me in a, stage photo you know if you have cameras rolling all the time because you're trying to document things to put in your YouTube or on your Instagram there's bound to be some legit candid photos or videos that's what you need to be posting okay um, and I think what your post should be or what you should try to promote out there is how to actually use the gains that you have inspire people to use the motto we use which is you know we we uh train to live not live to train yeah gym prs are great we love them but we want to we want to go out and do a lot of stuff with our body and use this newfound strength to move and to have fun and to do all these other things we don't want to get hold up in uh, a you know, just 
training so we can hit these gym PRs and then have our body be hurt and tired and not work over the weekend and we rest and we come back back to the gym just to put it on Instagram. Inspire people to go out and do things with that fitness that you're trying to give them. I mean, because really we talk about quality of life. How are you going to use this? I mean, okay, doing, you know, eight glute routines in a week. Yeah, you'll probably have some pretty nice looking glutes and that's not a bad thing, right? That's fine. But how is that in, in, in impacting your life other than getting some compliments on your backside? Um, which again, that's not bad, but th that's not everything, right? Uh, maybe it is, I don't know. And then I think that that's five things you should be doing. The last thing I'll say um, is, I mentioned it earlier, I think if you're, a, if you're a fitness influencer, if you want to be a fitness influencer, um, the biggest thing you can do is train people in person before and or during the times that you're doing stuff online. There's a lot of people that are putting stuff out there online that have never trained anyone in person and don't understand progression, don't understand how just doing the same thing over and over, even if they are sweating when they do it, people aren't going to do this for a long time. That might work for a complete newbie for a little while, but it will cease to work. So training people in person gives you a perspective that you would not have otherwise, and it's very important. Even if you don't want to make a living at training people and being being kind of uh, this nine to five in a corporate style gym just to train people, do it for a little bit or get some people uh, to come to your home gym and train them or go to their home and train them for a little while. Even if it's just for a little bit to gain that experience, take them through a three month program and see if, if your methods work. Test it out. Don't just grab, oh, try this booty one, try this back one, try this leg you know burner right there's got to be some sort of substance to it all right off my soapbox not really a soapbox just you know we want to make sure that you guys seem credible so trying to be an influencer is fine and trying to put out you know unique content and fun content and visually stimulating content is is fine but make sure there is actual some substance behind it give yourself some credibility don't lump yourselves in with everybody else all right have a good one.